And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. All right, welcome in. Another edition of Back to the Futures here, Brandon Sprague. And I'm alongside my new co-host, excited for this one. Lucy Burge is our new co-host here on Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Lucy, it's great to have you along. Welcome aboard the ship. Uh, please explain to our yes tell our listeners who are you where you're from like where your fandom lies before we dive into these playoff matchups thank you well Sprague sir I'm so happy to be here I live in Boston I'm a big Boston sports fan so not a great weekend here with the Patriots but I'm a huge Patriots fan but also a Tom Brady fan so I'm thrilled that he is still alive and well in these playoffs also huge Red Sox fan Celtics Bruins everything so right now focus on Tom Brady also Jimmy Garoppolo I'm rooting for him right now too well um you know you said unfortunate day for you i think a lot of people in the country were happy to see the patriots lose that way um it's been a reign of terror for 20 years to see so to see him get bumped lucy i think it it, it is a collective sigh of relief from sports fans outside of the boston area i'm still in shock about it though because i had so much confidence in mac jones i wanted the story of a as edelman did a bucks patriots super bowl and the rookie the future of the patriots against the dynasty leader of the patriots and the past in his new glory with the buccaneers but he he still has a shot at the super bowl but belichick and mac jones do not i had no confidence in josh allen because of the foot thing he was talking about his circulation and that's why I picked the Patriots plus four, which was, yeah. of course, a mistake. So yeah, still well, reeling from that. But I still can't believe that happened. I did not read any of Belichick's postgame comments because I still don't want to believe that it happened. So I'm, I'm still staying away, but I will go back and, and relive this season and, and see what went wrong and where and why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think overall, like, devastating loss, blowout loss. You don't like to see it. I, I still think you have to classify the season as a success. Do you not? Oh, like, for sure. No. Quarterback and their I, win total was set at nine and a half and they won 10 yeah. games. So right. I'd say it was a success. Mac Jones was impressive. I was impressed by how he was com composure. First of all, how he performed it, a rookie with the Patriots is that's a big role. And he's coming off of, I don't consider Cam Newton someone's shoes he was filling. I think Brady was his, the person he was, he was succeeding. So I, uh, I think that he did extremely well considering his age, his experience, everything as a rookie. I had him at rookie of the year, but I don't think so anymore. I think Jamar Chase definitely. Um, so that's out the window, but I, I don't know about Belichick for coach. Well, yeah, I don't know. But so all the futures now I have to reevaluate everything in my life after what happened with the Patriots. Well, if it makes you, if, if it you feel any better, Lucy, I, I had the under that game and the Bills hit the over by themselves. Yeah. So that wasn't really great for me, but I had the under as well, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Infuriating. I mean, who saw that coming, right? It was like six degrees, a little windy. Well, You're just like, yeah, I think hurt. what happened was Mac against the Bills has not thrown that much. So I, I think the under was the play for a lot of people. But I think as I was considering the wind, which was not really a factor in this one, it's just the last Buffalo game left such a in Buffalo left such a mark with that weather and that story that you expected. You kind of had the same mindset going into this one. Um, so I also had the under, which uh, was also devastating. This is Brandon Sprague, Lucy Burge, our new guest here on Back to the Futures. Um, the wild card weekend is underway. We've got, uh, as we're recording this live right now, we've got two games left 
of the six for the weekend. Um, it's been weird. It's been a lot of the favorites, but let's start with the one dog that we had win uh, because Tampa Philly was a bit of a snoozer. New England Buffalo was a bit of a snoozer. Let's start with the game that just wrapped right as we went live here, Lucy. Let's start with Cowboys and Niners. Cowboys were three-point favorites going in. That was the final line, and the over-under was set at 51-and-a-half. The Niners end up winning this game uh, 23-17, so the under easily hits, and the Niners are the first road dog uh, to pull off an upset in the playoffs as we record this now. Um, we could dive into this in a lot of different ways. Lucy, I thought this game largely was not that entertaining until really late in the second half. Uh, but what did you make of it? Who did you have and how you feel about that outcome? So I had the under in this, which I'm very happy that I had the under, but I would say it was entertaining because I watched it on Nickelodeon and what a game to have on Nickelodeon because you never know when the Sly Monster, the refs could have a terrible call and they're like, Sly Monster, everything's happy again. Um, young Sheldon was explaining plays, which was uh, a bit of a, uh, a disaster, I think, because young Sheldon is just is one of those people that you just you don't want to hear a bad call explained by young Sheldon. Um, but I think they did a, a great job, as always, with the Nickelodeon game because every it's SpongeBob in the in the end zone. And I think it was fantastic. But I'm looking at Jimmy Garoppolo post game right now. He's looking fantastic. And I love seeing Garoppolo succeeding because I have yeah. always been a Garoppolo fan. And there was a little bit of a dip in his career when you thought, what is he going to last in the NFL? When he was with the Patriots, he was Belichick's guy. And there was the, the little, not tiff with Brady, but there was a little bit of tension, I think, behind the scenes on Brady's end. Um, but I do like seeing Garoppolo succeed. So this one was, I mean, what a game to have on Nickelodeon with this finish. Yeah. I don't know if they expected that, but I mean, this is, this is something. I turned over to the Nickelodeon broadcast. My, my daughter was watching the game with me, and she's in a position where you know, she's watching her dad react to a game based on gambling decisions, and she's a little confused. Like, wait, 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 so what do we need to have happen here? And I'm trying to explain it as Nickelodeon is sliming random people. They um, should explain on Nickelodeon betting. They should explain it and how, you know, how lines work and line movement and, and what's going on with this one in terms of betting and start them young, I think. Well, Lucy, you're talking about a great civilization, according to me, but we're, I don't think we're quite there as a society yet, so I don't think they're going to bring that to us. Maybe um, for next year's Nickelodeon broadcast, they could add yeah, that. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, you know, it's interesting. The Niners were in control. They were up 16 points going into the fourth quarter of this game, and then it started to kind of feel like a Kyle Shanahan team a la the Super Bowl with New England and Atlanta where you – you kind of felt uncomfortable. Dallas got a touchdown, a stop. Jimmy G threw a touch, or an interception that led to the Dallas touchdown, and Dak had a walk-in touchdown. You started to feel uncomfortable, I think, from the side of the 49ers. And it, again, I think, reminded people, Lucy, I know you are rooting for Jimmy G, but I think, Lucy, it reminded a lot of people out there why they don't feel as confident in maybe picking or betting the Niners going forward now is because of number 10 and just the idea that at any moment – he could throw that catastrophic interception that may impact the outcome of the game. Exactly. That's why I didn't pick a side in this game because you just don't know. Like I, of course, want him to. I want a Buccaneers 49ers matchup in a in this. In a, that would be incredible to see. Yeah. I want some storyline here, and I think we also needed a game like this in the playoffs because, as you said, the other ones were kind of snooze fests. So I like today, like I, you knew the Buccaneers, I had Buccaneers minus eight and a half, which when I was picking that game, 
I literally flipped a coin because I did not know if I should pick the, if that number was too big, if that, mm. which went down to seven, by the way, um, yeah. today, but yeah, I had an eight and a half. So, um, see this today, the blow, I, at one point I said, I think this will be a blowout, the, the Buccaneers Eagles. And then it was. So the, I think the problem there too, Sirianni, what he did was he showed the team Rocky before the game. Rocky lost in the movie. So there's your problem right there. I think where he was going for with that was he wanted more of the effect of the Rocky soundtrack or the training montage, not the whole movie, uh, just, just yeah. that. Like he should have, this, I think he should have shown them eight mile and they would have won more inspirational because Eminem actually, another thing about me is I love Eminem. So at him at, so the halftime show for the Super Bowl, I am pumped for that. But I think he should have shown them a more inspirational movie, and I think that's where the, the blowout came from. Well, I, I, think, I think on that note, one, I, I love the, the point there that, you know, Rocky ended up losing. Just show the montage of either hitting the yeah. meat or running up the stairs and being excited about you finishing a workout. Um, the thing that put me over, like, I, I don't do this very often. I'm always honest when I lose my bets. Right now, I've hit 100% on the side. Look I've at this. Niners, Niners plus three, Lucy. I took the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'll tell you why. I see where you're coming from on that line, and it dropped from eight and a half to seven. So I think there were a lot of people thinking like you of, is that too many points? Yeah. My pushback on that was I went through the Eagles schedule. The Eagles, to me, were a fraudulent team, maybe the most fraudulent team in this postseason. They had played six playoff teams this year, two of which against Dallas. And they had lost those games by an average of 13 points. They just they, they weren't close against really yeah. good teams, and they feasted on the bad ones. I just leaned Tampa at the end of the day. Um, so I was really glad I did that because I just didn't trust what Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni were going to be as a postseason team. That ended up being a blowout. Brady and company advance to the divisional round. A another game I want to talk about here, and we're going to get to a lot of stuff. We're going to do Guess the Lines. Lucy will introduce you to Guess the Lines with Zach. And, Looking uh, forward to it. Yeah, get your thoughts on what you think next week's games are going to be and how you're kind of viewing these matchups. Uh, but Bengals-Raiders, I thought was a, a pretty good game and one where Joe Burrow may have asserted himself in a lot of people's eyes of, oh man, th this is the next young dude. This guy could maybe flirt with getting to the AFC Championship game because I think some people, Lucy, are going to have some money on the, on the Bengals next week on the road at Tennessee. So I actually now really want a Bengals Buccaneers Super Bowl. I think that would be fascinating. I am so impressed with Joe Burrow watching that game. Going into the game, I was looking at Joe Burrow's stats. He leads the league in a lot of stuff. He's the PFF comeback player of the year. He, yep. I slowly started embedding in my brain, this guy is going to go the distance. He could lead this team further than a lot of people expect. I think they're kind of an underrated possible Super Bowl team and I think because there's the Packers there's the Buccaneers there's the Chiefs and everything but they they could be a Super Bowl team is there any worry for you by the way Bengals five and a half point favorites over under that game was 48 uh, and a half so the Bengals cover at home against the Raiders is there any part of you though I, I'm with you they're fun to watch Jamar Chase he seems like one of the more difficult receivers to defend in the NFL is there a part of you that maybe puts on the rookie kind of you know not he's not that he's a rookie but you know first year in the postseason stuff with joe burrow where that's probably a good futures bet lucy is because those odds on tampa cincinnati are probably pretty pretty nice but is there a part of you that worries it could be tennessee could be an afc championship game but at some point joe burrow 
just kind of has that, oh, it's a young quarterback in the postseason thing. Definitely. He could absolutely face an opponent that destroys him. Like it could, but, but I love the story that I, this postseason needs a story, some kind of hook because Mac Jones was going to be the story and he's not now. So there needs to be, it was going to be the rookie wins the Super Bowl against Tom Brady that I was, I have a vision board. I was manifesting a Patriots Buccaneers Super Bowl. And that is, I'm still getting over this process. If you can't tell. So I still need this story. So Joe Burrow would be a great one. Joe Burrow versus Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I think they're kind of a, a, again, underrated. So a team like that coming up from the back of the pack to come up and beat or not beat, but like, I don't think he'd beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, but to face him in the Super Bowl, I like that storyline. Well, what, what happened there? Like, we're going to get to all these games. Um, again, we'll play guess the lines. Like, what do you think happened? Cause I like the bills minus the four, but I wasn't like out there acting like they were going to win what was it, 47 to 10 or whatever the final score ended up being. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> what happened? I, 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 I was with everybody. I thought the under was in play here because of the cold weather, and Belichick yep. just got throttled by the Bills three weeks ago. What, As somebody who's in Boston, you, you watch this Patriots team very closely. What do you think happened with Belichick and company in Buffalo yesterday? Well, what happened is what I kept saying during the game. What happened? What is happening? I did not recognize this team. This team was a, a stranger. This is It did not look like a team led by Bill Belichick. He does not let this happen in the playoffs. So I, I don't know, but I do think the Josh Allen circulation thing, I don't know how much that played in with the team itself, but I think the atmosphere around it and I know people in Boston were skewed by that because they had less confidence in Josh Allen and they actually some people switched their picks because of it and they thought why well, my pick was never switched but I it influenced my pick on the Patriots that if he his circulation is a problem then Mac Jones is Mac Jones all the way like that that's where that's who he's going to succeed be successful and Josh Allen will fall apart. And I think people expected him to fall apart because of that, because of the cold, which was not, I don't think as much of a factor as it was before because there was no wind. I know a lot of people were betting the under because they thought there would be a lot of wind and there really wasn't ironically a lot of wind in the Tampa game today, um, but not cold. So it was, it, I think what happened was they just fell apart and I Mm -hmm. still, still am trying to unravel what I saw. From that team. Well, I'm going to tell you, Lucy, we got about a, a minute 20 left here, and then we'll play some guess the lines with uh, Zach Kroll. Josh Allen and the Bills have, have quietly, I don't maybe it's not quietly. I feel like they're hitting a rhythm here. They're really hitting a groove. I'm kind of to the point where as we do this, the Steelers and Chiefs are going to be kicking off, and you know we'll see what that what's going to happen tonight. I'm kind of to the point where I'm, I'm leaning Buffalo as maybe the favorite in the AFC. The way that that offense is now humming, they struggled a lot this year. And they put their defense in some bad spots. They're starting to get that thing figured out offensively. And I think we saw it last night against even Bill Belichick. That's a nightmare matchup for almost every team left. Yep, exactly. And I think I wonder, though, if that win over the Patriots, was that a fluke? Is that they put all their energy into that, scored so many points that now they're just they're tired. And they they put so much into it that 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 was it. They just wanted that one. Well, if Kansas City can beat Pittsburgh, we're going to get Buffalo and Chiefs uh, round two. Obviously, Buffalo able to beat Kansas City earlier this year pretty convincingly, but we'll see what happens. Both these teams uh, starting to get it going here. And uh, the playoffs are underway. Wild card weekend. Was it a dud, yay or nay? 
and we'll play Guess the Lines with some divisional matchups. Lucy Burge, new co-host here with me, Brandon Sprague. Back. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some bets from Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL. Featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Do you guys think it's cool that Britney Spears follows me even though I tried to send her a direct message on January 10th, 2021, and she left me on, like, she didn't even check it? I said uh, to Britney on January 10th, 2021, I shot her a DM, Say which what? you can only do if she follows you, and yep. you guys at home wouldn't know because she doesn't follow you. I said, hey, Brittany, I'm kind of nervous. I made a bold prediction and picked the Bears to win today. If they lose, everybody will tweet crap. I wanted a hot take today and already backed them plus 10 and a half. Sometimes it's scary putting yourself out there. Is that how you felt when you made the hit movie Crossroads? And she didn't answer. <laughs> no way you wrote that. I'm not going to lie. That's a real That's he, a real deal. He legit has that. That that was sent to her. That's crazy. Oh, and then I also asked her on April 29, 2020. I said, hey, girl, you all right? Heard about the fire. I don't remember <laughs> what happened, but something there. Hey, girl, you okay? <laughs> BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by FanDuel, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Like, it was looked at as, like, a nonsense record. Like, 19 sacks. Like, guys, like, like Strahan when Favre took a dive? Yeah, well, I, I mean, he laid down. He, I mean, he laid down. That was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he just sat down. Throw the ball away, Brett. He's so bad about it. Well, it's stupid. Like, it's, it, it, I, I'm with you now on the Richard Dent bit. Screw Robert Quinn. Don't let him get that record. We talk about He's that Jansack again. That's my favorite, new favorite thing, that you're still mad about that. How many years ago was that? 20. <laughs> 14-year-old Joe G. I'm not going to school tomorrow. This is a joke. It was insane. He laid down. <laughs> BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by FanDuel, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's Brad Schultz of Cage the Elephant on the importance of talking about your feelings. What I found very helpful in this whole time, I'll, I'll call some of my friends that I know are up late at night because I am a night owl and having some of the most deep and intimate conversations that I've ever had with some of my friends, for me at least, when the anxiety builds up and that sort of thing is when, you know, you get almost embarrassed as if you don't think people are feeling this, that same kind of thing. Emotional pain is something that's, I think people are even more guarded about. It's hard to talk about things that are your innermost thoughts and the things that scare you the most. I'm Listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind Mental Health Map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your Mental Health Map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in. Brandon Sprague alongside Lucy Burge here, the BetQL Network, uh, new co-host here on Back to the Futures. All right, Lucy, great start there. I, I, I want to, before we guess the lines, I want to do a very quick shout out. So we only do the show once a week. But I, I think it's fair and right. Last weekend we did this. The Raider-Charger game was happening. And our producer, Zach, who we're going to bring on because he's going to give us these lines with the divisional round, he kept talking to me and Travis behind the scenes of, hey, I've got money on the tie. 
and we just both kept looking at him and eventually called him an idiot. And he ended up being right because they should have kneeled for the game. The Chargers were stupid to call that timeout, and he would have hit on a bet that was like 14 to 1 or whatever. And I just would like to publicly apologize for calling you an idiot because I was wrong and you were right and you should have won that bet. So I'm sorry, Zach. It was crazy just watching the game. Um, I really don't know if the Raiders would have gotten that or would not have gotten that first down on third and four. And if it would have been a fourth and four, what did they do? Because the Raiders came out uh, the whole drive, throwing the ball, acting like they were going for the win. But once they got to about midfield, they're running the ball, which in my opinion, signified to me okay maybe they're playing for the tie and then you see after the game austin eckler the camera zooms in on him and he's dapping up the the raiders long snapper and he's saying like man uh we we could have we were going to go for the tie if you would have stopped us and i do think that timeout by brandon staley there's a good chance that could have cost the chargers because he uh i think the raiders were not really planning on uh going for the win and kicking the field goal unless they got a big gain on uh third down and that's ultimately what happened yeah, it was um, it was a bit ridiculous. And I, 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 Lucy, what do you think? Like, I, I feel like looking back to that game because that was the best game of the year. I'm even more upset by it based on what we've seen in the playoffs so far because I wanted the, I want the, I want to see the Chargers in the playoffs, not the Steelers. And we don't have Justin Herbert, right? In a weekend where it wasn't that great or that close, we could have maybe had Justin Herbert as a road dog, and instead we're stuck with Big Ben on Sunday Night Football. Oh, of course. First of all, great job, Zach. That's awesome. Um, I think Ben Roethlisberger would agree. I think he doesn't want to be here. He's like, I this, this I am. I was so excited for this game because I just want to see Ben Roethlisberger play after yeah. what he said. We're a terrible team. We have no shot against the the Chiefs. This is we don't deserve to be here. He's in his mind retired. Like he's done. And I think it'd be hysterical if they somehow won. Like by the refs or something like and they keep winning and winning until they get to the Super Bowl and he's like I don't want to play this anymore and they're in the Super Bowl and he's like I guess we're gonna play in the Super Bowl we don't deserve to be here we stink and he keeps having <laughs> to say that uh, which will not happen I, I actually I agree with him I don't think they have a shot against the Chiefs of course but I think I think it's hysterical that the headline like the first I saw of this was the New York Post headline it's like Roethlisberger we don't have a chance against the Chiefs <laughs> we don't stand a chance and yeah. like that's but I do see how potentially he's trying to flip it and create his own bulletin board material for his team. So then they then respond and have to be like, no, we don't stink. We're going to show everybody that we do deserve to be here for some reason. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I think he could have been doing. But I actually don't think so. I don't really think much of him and I don't know if he's really that bright. So I uh, I don't I don't know if that's what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, look, I we'll see what happens in this game because we're they're live right now as we're airing this. But it feels like getting to the playoffs was the moral victory they needed to cap off a Big Ben run in Pittsburgh to say, well, Ben's last season we made the postseason. I, that's that's cool, Hall of Fame career, yes. Um, but I would have I would have rather seen Justin Herbert in the Chargers. Okay, Lucy, oh, are sure. you familiar with guessing the lines? I am now, yes. But I okay, would love so to be introduced to it. Yes, yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to run down the divisional games. Now, obviously, uh, Kansas City is not solidified to win, nor has L.A. or the Cardinals. But what we're going to do is, since we have these matchups um, down, what we're going to do is we're going to play this game with Zach. And we're going to assume, by the way, Kansas City won. And if they don't win, we'll look back next week and look stupid. So, Zach, if let's bring you on. If they don't win, I will jump in the river. 
<laughs> I will do. They don't win. I mean, I don't know what the world has come to. Wait, Maybe. Lucy, can we document that and air that on like the BetQL network somewhere? Yes, that would be awesome. Okay, let's do Guarantee. that. Get a camera, get YouTube down here to film this, please. And yes. yes. <laughs> Mark it, Zach. She's going to jump in the river if Kansas City doesn't beat Pittsburgh. Uh, Zach, let's start. You pick any game. We'll go any direction you want to go here in the divisional round. That's some pretty interesting matchups. Um, let's play Guess the Lines. Yeah, so let's start it off. The number one seed in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. Assuming Kansas City wins, they're going to be taking on the Cincinnati Bengals after their big win over the Raiders. This would be the four seed in the AFC against the one seed in the AFC, Tennessee. So, Sprague, I'll throw it over to you to start us off. Bengals at Titans in the possible AFC divisional round. Guess the line. You know, this is a good matchup. Um Depending on where this number goes, I think a lot of people are hoping that that number is the right number so they can pick the Bengals here because Joe Burrow looked amazing. Jamar Chase could not be uh, guarded last uh, night against the Raiders. I'm going to say Tennessee gets the favorite because they're home, coming off the bye, and I'm going to say Tennessee minus the three and a half. I think Vegas puts a hook in there to really get people interested in this thing. Uh, Derrick Henry may be back for this game, and so I think that's a dynamic to the offense of the Titans. That's going to be really tough for that defense of Cincinnati to uh, stop. I'm going to say Titans minus the three and a half. Lucy, how about you? Okay, so I also like the Titans as favorites. But I'm going to go minus four and a half. I oh, also cool. like the hook. Um, and I think the Bengals gained some respect. So I'm going to say minus four and a half. Well, Lucy, you're right, but it turns out the Bengals gained even more respect than you even gave them because the Titans right now open as a three-point favorite. Sprague is half a point off, but minus three, the Titans over the Bengals. Good start. Wow. 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 Lucy, where would you go on that game? Where would you lean right now as we record this? Obviously, we'll see what the injury report stuff says and what Derrick Henry is going to be doing, but where would you lean right now on that? I'm going Bengals. I'm going Bengals all the way, all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I, I think sure. that's a fair pick. If I can get if I can get the hook, if the Bengals get that hook, and I feel like they won't because Burrow looks amazing, you give me Bengals plus the three and a half, I'll take it. There's something about the Titans. I have disrespected the Titans all season long. I don't view them as a legit one seed. But if you're going to give me a field goal and Derrick Henry, Lucy, I might not have any choice but to bet the favorite and assume that Joe Burrow finally has his – the stage is pretty big, pretty bright, bad playoff game because we see a lot of these great quarterbacks have that moment. I might have to lean the Titans minus the three, but if you give me the hook, I'll probably have to jump in with the Bengals there. I would feel more confident with the hook, um, but I think Joe Burrow has some momentum. So I think maybe he can just like plow right through. Maybe a blowout, who knows? Ooh, that would be really tasty. Oh, that would be for an AFC championship game that's very interesting. Zach, what's the next matchup you got, bud? All right, so we will stay in the AFC, and I think next week, assuming this game happens, this could be the game that everyone's going to be looking forward to. Buffalo, they're fresh off their big win over New England last night. Uh, They're going to be heading on the road, most likely, to Arrowhead Stadium, taking on the Chiefs in a rematch of not only last year's AFC Championship game, but a Sunday night game earlier this year as well that Buffalo not only won, but dominated. So, Lucy, I'll throw it over to you to start us off. Bills at Chiefs. What do you think is the line? What do you think the line is for this one? Okay, so I think Chiefs favorites. They're at home. Also, they're the Chiefs. Um, I'm going minus three and a half. Chiefs. Also, I like the hook. I think the Bills also coming off a blowout win. Um, I think this is going to be minus three and a half. Chiefs. 
Um, by the way, is there nothing more disrespectful and funny at the same time than us talking about the Buffalo Chiefs game and, bu- and the Chiefs have any from their playoff game yet? I think that's <laughs> I can't help but I get a laugh out of you, that. I you, Roethlisberger would already put a bet on that. Oh, you're, you're, not, you're probably right not now. wrong there, Lucy. I, if you're going to get a hook in that game, I think that's going to be interesting to watch. I'm going to take Kansas City minus the three. I'm going to price is right, Lucy, and I'm going to go a, a below a half point. I think Vegas is going to keep pretty conservative. We haven't even seen the Chiefs completely win that game yet against Pittsburgh, but assuming that's the matchup, I think Vegas goes with Kansas City minus the three. Wow, Sprague. Second game in a row. You are on the right end, but a half a point off because Kansas City opens at minus two and a half. You're oh, right. Lucy oh. was right on the But yeah, wow. Sprague right oh, on the Two and a half at an open for the Chiefs. Wow. This hey, is, Lucy, is there, well, is there anything worse than when Zach makes you feel like you're about to get the win <laughs> and then he, like, just completely tears you down and lets you know that you twist. lost? <laughs> yeah. Really? He's very good at that, Zach. <laughs> Hey, I, I don't know how you're feeling about that game, Lucy, that matchup. Buffalo looks good, and it, and I think I'm I'm probably going to have to take Buffalo here. I, I think they're going to beat Kansas City twice, and I'll tell you why. Patrick Mahomes and that offense are kind of rolling right now, and people like it. That defense has been playing exceptionally well, I, I would say, for like the last five, six weeks. But I, I think there's just an air to Buffalo that if you're going to give me Buffalo plus the two and a half plus three – I'm going to have to take it because I think Buffalo right now, I'm, I'm going to pick Buffalo money line more than anything. I, I really like this matchup for Buffalo. I thought they exposed a lot of holes in Kansas City when they played earlier this year. And now that they've kind of found maybe a rhythm, I don't think they go into Arrowhead afraid, nervous. They had that last year in the AFC Championship game. I think they come to play to Kansas City. I think I'm leaning Buffalo money line if we talk about it right now. I think I would lean Chiefs, maybe money line, but – I think Chiefs minus, was it two and a half, you said? Two and a half. Yes. So because, just because I, maybe I'll change this, but coming off of that loss, I cannot in any way root for the Bills. I am still so, it's such an open wound for me that I can't Mm -hmm. even root for Josh Allen. I want him to fail. And I think the Chiefs will come off of this Steelers game with some confidence. The Bills definitely confident right now. But have they given, again, have they given all they have against the Patriots? But, I mean, yeah, right now I would say Chiefs, but I might change that as we get farther from the terrible events that happened on Saturday night. Zach, before we get to the next game, um, Lucy, let me put your feet to the fire a little bit on this one. Do you think yeah. next week's game, if it's Buffalo at Kansas City, do you think that is the AFC champ- the pseudo-AFC championship game? It could be. It could be. I mean, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go mm-hmm. like maybe. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard sure. to see for me, and it sounds like for you to see Tennessee or Cincinnati beating either Buffalo or Kansas City in the AFC. Yeah, I mean those are the powerhouses. Like that's right. yeah, that's yep. it's it is tough to see any other way. All right, Zach, let's go to the next game. What do we got? All right, so it is confirmed that after the 49ers victory and the Eagles loss, they're eliminated. San Francisco is now the lowest remaining seed in the NFC. That means they will take on the Green Bay Packers next week in the divisional round at Lambeau Field. So with the 49ers and Packers playing at Lambeau, Sprague, I'll throw it over to you to start. What do you think the line is for this one? I'm actually going to go pretty high on this one, um, and I don't feel confident about it, Lucy, but – I just think the Niners' secondary, if that pass rush doesn't have Bosa, and he left that game today with a head injury, 
That pass rush, it's like their defense is predicated. Everything that they do is their is their pass rush. And if they don't have one, that secondary is not particularly strong. I think Green Bay coming off the bye, maybe look a little rusty their first two possessions or so. But I'm going to take the Packers minus the seven. I think it's going to be Packers minus the seven. Lucy? Okay. So I have Packers minus six and a half. Um, I like I yes. like the hook and going a little lower. I think Aaron Rodgers has this like sneaky smug confidence that I mean yeah. I at the beginning of the season had him at MVP. Not so sure now. The 49ers. When I think about this, it's just there's a difference. I don't think the again I don't think as Roethlisberger said the 49ers really stand a chance against the Packers. I know they had a big night tonight, but this is Aaron yeah. Rodgers and the Packers, the Super Bowl favorites. So I see minus six and a half Packers favorites. Also, it's at Lambeau. So. Wow. So I don't know if throughout the week this line is going to go up. Uh, maybe Vegas is just reacting a little bit uh, to the game. But the Packers have actually opened as a five and a half uh, point favorite over oh. the wow. 49ers. Vegas giving. Interesting. Yeah, it's a very interesting line. Real, Vegas really drawing a line in the middle a little bit there. Not really going over six. Green Bay opens up at minus five and a half. Do we think that's going to move much? As we yeah, go. I think if anything, it's going to go Green Bay's way. I think it's yeah. going to the Packers, right? Wouldn't it go to six or six and a half? That's what I think. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I'm all over the Packers, Lucy. I, yeah, I, me I too. like this number. The Bengals have the same number against the Raiders. I just I think this line is good uh, for a home team hosting the playoff game. And, and I'm with you what you just said. Like, good game by the Niners today. I don't see Jimmy G being able to go to Green Bay. He beat Green Bay at San Francisco a couple years ago. I don't see him going to Green Bay. I kind of lean with the Packers minus the five and a half on that one right now. I'm going with that too. Okay. What's the next game, Zach? Well, yeah. So Tampa Bay with their win, they clinch. It's unsure uh, whether they're going to face the Rams or the Cardinals, the winner of uh, the game tonight. But there's no line on this game. Quick thoughts. What matchup do you think is better for uh, the Bucks, the Rams or the Cardinals? Ooh. I think mm. – I would just say Rams, but either way, I would say that line would be Tampa Bay favorite minus 15. I think they're in for another blowout. Wow. <laughs> I think um, Brady, uh, Bucks by a million. So I think it, that line is going to be pretty hefty. I think the best matchup for, for Tampa to win and get to the NFC title game, I think it's Arizona. Um, I, don't, I, lo I love the Rams minus the four tomorrow on Monday Night Football. I, I just think if Arizona can pull that upset off, I cannot see Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray being the ones to dethrone um, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just, I, I have a hard time seeing that. So yeah, Kingsbury, I think, yeah. yeah, I think for matchup purposes, Lucy, I think it's for sure going to be uh, the Arizona Cardinals. All right, Zach, um, we have one more game left. We don't, we're good. All right, well, let's get to the next segment. We'll wrap things up uh, going with what the divisional round is going to mean. Wrap it up here. Back to the future on BetQL Network. Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? You're listening to Back to the Futures from BetQL. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. Are you a good cook? you cook at all? Uh, no. My crowning achievement is knowing how long to put Pop-Tarts in the microwave to get oh. them perfectly cooked. And it is 23 seconds. That's it? No, I just hit the numbers 2 and 3 and start. Like, who messes with the settings on their microwave? 
It's not rocket science. It's like talking to Wolfgang Puck, honestly. I put it in the microwave, 23 seconds, good to go. Don't tell me that Pop-Tarts are for the toaster. I am somebody who does not like the edges crispy. Get out of here with that. As we wrap up this conversation, you like a good soggy Pop-Tart. Yes. I like soggy french fries. I like pizza crust that is soft and doughy. This is so gross. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network, your home for wagertainment. What's up, everybody? Nick Costos here from You Better You Bet on BetQL. We've got you covered with all our favorite bets for that night on the Power Hour, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. We go in-depth on all of the betting angles, side, total, player props, and more. And don't forget, guys, we've got wagertainment. Giannis has reached a new level. This is Greek on Greek crime. I'm Greek. I want to love him. But, like, come on, man. You're going to do that routine with the flexing. That's the Power Hour on You Better You Bet, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on BetQL. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. You choose to start the day talking about poetry? We have a new national champion in college football. Mm -hmm. Jinx going on about poetry. Chelsea, you're in a bad mood, which I don't get. It doesn't make sense. We nailed our bets. The daily tip, morning, 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network. America's home for wagertainment. The best players in the league perform even better with a great assist. And using BetQL to help take your sports betting to the next level, it's an MVP move. BetQL analyzes every bet from every game to find you the most profitable opportunities. Sometimes a spread is off by a few points or a total is way too high or low. BetQL shows you where the real value is so you can make smarter bets and cash in more consistently. All the bets from today's games are clearly listed and ranked on a scale of one to five stars. Those five-star bets give you the best chance to win and have shown real proven results. Get insights on sides, totals, player props, and more combined with articles from BetQL's team of wagering experts. BetQL has you covered for pro and college games, football, basketball, baseball, and even hockey and soccer. It's time to get better at betting with BetQL. Visit BetQL.com and use promo code BET for 20% off. That's 20% off with promo code BET at BetQL.com. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in. We wrap it up here on Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in live on Twitch and or the podcast. If you heard this show a, a little bit later on when, than when we recorded it, uh, if you missed the beginning, Lucy Burge is the new co-host with me here on Back to the Futures. We're excited to have her. We're off to a great start. Lucy is a fanatic of the New England Patriots, so it's I'm kind of taking a little joy in a sick way of watching a Patriots fan try to work their way of talking about the NFL playoffs without the Patriots being involved. It doesn't happen very often. I was not expecting this. Little by little, I am working my way through it and coming to the realization, the, the, the stages of grief I'm going through. And I, I don't know which one I'm at now, but I am figuring it out <laughs> We're well we'll give on. you we'll give you some future bets on teams and super bowl odds coming up um but the divisional games let's let's do this lucy let's stay away from from brady versus la arizona let's stay away from kansas city buffalo because as we speak it's still zero zero and i don't know what's going to happen in this game it's really weird san francisco green bay um I, I don't know if you could have asked for maybe a better matchup in the divisional round 
than San Francisco and Green Bay. Buffalo, Kansas City will be nice. I think Cincinnati and Tennessee will be really intriguing. But what do you make of, of San Francisco, Green Bay? Because when I look at the Super Bowl odds, I'm seeing two entirely different thoughts from Vegas on where these teams are headed. And I'm really wondering if the bye week plays any factor whatsoever after the Niners get a big road win at Dallas uh, today. Lucy, what do you think of the Niners-Green Bay game? So I would definitely be on Green Bay for this. I think the bye week is just going to fuel Aaron Rodgers. For some reason, That it, things you wouldn't expect to, to uh, inspire him do. And he has just this, like, as soon as he showed up to training camp in the office t-shirt with Kevin Malone spilling the chili. I also love The Office, just another thing about me. Um, absolutely adore that show. But as soon as he showed up like that in those sunglasses, in that outfit, I thought that he could win the Super Bowl. And I think Vegas agrees. Um, so I think this is as far as the 49ers go is this game. And I would take yeah. the Packers. As much as I love Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't see him beating Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, I think that's the tough thing for me, Lucy, is Kyle Shanahan has had these moments in these big games where his teams have had leads and blown those leads or they just haven't executed well at the end. I still think he's a great play caller. Great coach? Eh, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see a couple more years, I think. But good play caller. This really does boil down to Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo. And sure, I was talking certainly does. Yeah, I was talking with a friend today, Lucy, about during the Niner Cowboy game. And we were talking about Jimmy and Dak and how Jimmy for most of that game was out playing Dak. And then Jimmy throws that interception that leads to a Cowboy touchdown. And my friend texted me and said, That right there, that play is the single reason they will not win the Super Bowl. They have the talent to win the Super Bowl, but that play right there is the single reason they won't. He tends to have either the misthrow or the bad throw. And I, I, I think Green Bay is going to benefit greatly from having Rodgers, whereas Shanahan and company have the talent to win in Green Bay. But I don't think they will because of the quarterback. Definitely. And speaking of Dak and Jimmy, we have an MVP from Nickelodeon from the game who has been oh. named. Can you guess who the MVP from this game was? Well, you know, I want to say Debo because Debo had a big, big game. I think you could say Trent Williams because, dear Lord, he was a monster today. And you could even say Elijah Mitchell because he was able to run the ball successfully. Um, my guess is going to be Debo Samuel. Dak Prescott is your MVP. Gr taking the loser, the the loser of the game? This is what I don't understand. Also, what? Why, I would make Jimmy Garoppolo the MVP. I'm just saying. He's, he's okay. the MVP of my heart. And I would, I would take Jimmy Garoppolo and the video scoreboard that the punt hit off of. That's the MVP. Can we can, – well, I, I know not everybody's interested in being slimed. Can we talk very quickly? You're going to give the, the Nickelodeon valuable player to the team that lost? Like, yeah, does that make any I, sense to anybody? No, but I think maybe what they're trying to teach is sportsmanship in some convoluted way to the Nickelodeon viewers, and I, I don't know. I, I, he's not the MVP in my mind. I don't know what oh, the odds were for it, but yeah, Dak Prescott was oh. not the MVP. Slime away then. Nickelodeon, what are you doing? This is an oh, outrage. <laughs> I guess, yeah, enjoy that. Um, well, maybe it's, I guess if it's Nick and they're sliming you, maybe it's their way of picking the loser. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, like, maybe, yeah, you, you yeah, you might get slimed. Yeah, MVP of slime, I think. Slime Zach, monster Zach, attack. 
Zach Lucy is saying that uh, Bosa also got slimed after the game. Okay, so, that's good. Uh, that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, somebody in San Francisco had to get slimed. Let, let's talk about another divisional matchup I'm really interested in, Cincinnati and Tennessee. I'll give Super Bowl odds here coming up in a second uh, for you future betters here on Back to the Futures. Cincinnati, Tennessee, um, you know, I mentioned Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase was an absolute monster. He hit all his over props. He could not be stopped by the Raiders. And I thought the Raiders put up a good fight. But, a, you know, too little, too late. The play where they scored a touchdown, uh, Burrow scrambling to the, to the out-of-bounds uh, sideline, and they, he threw it before he touched. They weirdly blew the whistle. The Raiders kind of held up, and then Boyd catches a touchdown, and it counts. And then they ask the ref on live TV, and he's like, if the whistle blows at any time while the ball is either not been thrown or in the air, the touchdown should not count. It's not reviewable. He basically cost the Raiders – a touchdown in that moment. What did you think of that play? Well, I think what what they think about it, and this is what the news was, is that team will not be working the rest of the playoffs. This is ridiculous. The so they even know what they're doing, and it Schefter was reporting that league sources were saying that this is not the first time they've had concerns about this crew. So why are they refing a playoff game like this? That could possibly that could cost a team a trip to eventually down the road the Super Bowl. So I, I don't understand how these things happen, but I think it's a good day for the people who say the NFL is rigged because there's little arguments here for like, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't personally think it is, but I mean, it, it is, it's weird. The, the refing has been very, very bizarre. Yeah, I mean, that game especially, I think more so than the other ones, that game was just atrocious to watch Bizarre. from a officiating standpoint. You mentioned uh, Jerome Boger, I think is his name. Yeah. <clears throat> his crew is not going to be officiating the rest of the postseason. I think it was clear they shouldn't have done that in the first place. I thought I read that his crew had not called the game in the postseason in like five or six years. Like, right. they knew he was and then they finally gave him a playoff game. And guess what? Turns out they found out he's bad. Not he good. He is bad. Yes. I saw somebody photoshopped the Bengals orange stripes onto him. And I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Wow. He's all, he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was very bizarre that they would. Why would they just put him into a game like this if they haven't been roughing in five years? Well, let's Lucy. Oh. I want to talk about the other side of that. Cause Cincinnati, I think we know what Cincinnati has, right? They have, they have the weapons. Tennessee, maybe you feel the same as I do. If you don't, please try to talk me to your side. Why don't I believe in the Titans? They, they only secured the one seed. They only played like the last seven weeks of the season, maybe eight without Derrick Henry. They only won their division again. They only got a first round bye, and they're only hosting a playoff game. And yet here I am sitting going, don't trust this team at all, and I don't really buy them. Why? What, what is it about the Titans that keeps people like me from buying in to the possibility of them getting to an AFC title game and or even a Super Bowl. No, I agree with you. They don't have the aura that now I look at Joe Burrow, honestly, and I think he could really go the distance past the Titans. So that's really the only reason I think, and Jamar Chase, of course. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't feel it with the Titans like I do with the Bengals. It's like yeah. simple as that. I'm like, I just, there's nothing hyping me up about the Titans right now that isn't, that could argue for me against Joe Burrow. Where well, what if I told you, yeah, what if I told you though, and maybe it's as, it, maybe it's as easy for you as to say uh, Tannehill and Burrow, and I, I would totally get it, but you talk about their aura. You know, it's weird you say that, and I'm kind of like agreeing with you, but then you say, 
nothing to get excited about for them, that's where maybe I'm kind of like my gambling brain's turning and saying, well, Derrick Henry could be back. They are the home team. They did get some rest. Like there are some things that line up for them to be able to, to trap a young Bengal team that, you know, they just had the highest of highs, Lucy. They just won their first playoff game uh, in 30, 31 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's... That's how drunk did they get? You know what I mean? Like that's right. going to carry with them all week. And I just, I think there's going to end up somehow being value on Tennessee this week. Even though I'm telling you I'm not a believer, I feel like there are some things that you could talk yourself into uh, with Tennessee in this matchup. Sure, but I, with the Bengals, just really like the story of the Bengals could finally win a Super Bowl. They could. They came again from like obscurity in this sense, and the Titans. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, the Titans, sure. But the Bengals. This is how all these stories begin: is people doubt them, and they have a great game, and they're like, okay, but what's next? Could they do it again? And then they keep doing it again. And you look at the 2004 Red Sox, I'm looking back. I always look to them as like, well, they did it. Why Patriots down 28 to three, they did it. So the Bengals could do it. Why not the Bengals should be the hashtag. Why not the Bengals for this, this playoff run? Okay. All right. <laughs> um, isn't it there? Isn't there thing like who day? So would it be like, why, why not who day why, or something? Why like, not day? <laughs> yeah. Why not day? Well, I guess we could say that. Um, okay. So I'm looking forward to those two divisional rounds. I want to give Super Bowl odds before we wrap this show up, Lucy. Uh, I'm just going to go in order of favorites on down. Green Bay is plus 400. Kansas City is plus 500. Tampa Bay is also plus 500. Uh, the Bills also plus 500. Tennessee and San Francisco are plus 850. And then the Rams are plus 1,000. And, um, oh, Cincinnati is plus 1,200. So a team that you like that maybe get to the Super Bowl in the Bengals uh, of the teams I listed have the worst odds uh, of all those teams. Is there a value play for you of a team that you think is really good and you'd feel maybe confident on and you're getting good odds with? Well, I'm going Tampa Bay for sure. And also, so Julian Edelman had a bet on the Patriots Bucks Super Bowl. Of course, the Patriots part of that is out, but he had two separate bets. So he could still win. I think it's $375,000. No, he lost $375,000 on the Patriots. So, because he put 50000 on each of them. So he could still win $150,000 if the Bucks win the Super Bowl. I think Tom Brady, after getting Gronk his million-dollar incentive, he is now trying to win Edelman $150,000. So he's taking care of his guys, winning a Super Bowl in the process, wraps it all up nicely in a bow. Beats the Bengals. Um, first of all, it must be nice to lose that kind of money and still win that kind of money. Like, I'm, I'm not yeah. on either end of that thing. I'll tell you, and I, I think that's a good pick. I'm going to take Buffalo. I think Buffalo okay. has that look. Buffalo has that, you said aura, right? Buffalo has yeah. the aura to me. Josh Allen feels like a really confident player. And I think their defense is, they're tough. They are very, very through. Um, that, unfortunately, is going to do it for us. Lucy Burge of the BetQL Network, my new co-host here on Back to the Futures. It was a lot of fun to have you. Did you enjoy the first episode? This was a blast. I absolutely love this. I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet, but your kids are going to love it. Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL.